Welcome back to the podcast. And today we're going to talk about the Gestalt Principles Part 2. So last time we talked about the first three principles, proximity, similarity, and closure. So today we're going to talk about continuation, common faith, and figure and ground. So we're going to start with continuation. As the word might state, it's something where it continues. So the law of continuation or continuity um, considers that the human eye will follow the smoothest path when viewing lines, regardless of how the lines are actually drawn. So the continuation can be a very valuable tool uh, when the goal is to guide um, the user's eye in a certain direction. They will follow the simplest path um, on a page or on a smartphone, uh, in an app or anything else where, where there is a continuous line uh, or design that makes it easy for the eye to follow. Um, since the eye naturally follows line and place um, pla- and placing items in a, in a series uh, in a line will naturally draw the eye uh, from one item to the next. So, horizontal, uh, so horizontal sliders are one of such examples um, as are r- related uh, product listings, for example, on sites like Amazon where the next item that comes below is a continuation of what you had before so the eye knows that okay the site will um, continue downwards and I can see more items if I scroll down. Comet Fate was originally not included in the Gestalt theory um, but it has seen later been added um, and in UX terms it's very useful and cannot be overstated actually how useful it is and, and how used it is. So this principle states that people will group things and objects together um, that point or are moving in the same direction. So in nature we see this in things like flocks of birds, school of fish, and they are made up of a bunch of individual elements. But because they move seamlessly uh, as one, our brain grouped them together and considered them as one single item or object. And this is very useful in UX um, as like animated effects become more prevalent in the modern world and in the modern design. So note that, for example, elements don't actually have to be moving in order to benefit from this principle, but they uh, do have to give the impression of motion in some case. These these principles are very very short defined and they and you have to be aware that many of them, as I said in the first episode, overlap one another. Um, and you you might find that in this one, the next one as well, figure and ground. So the figure ground principle is very similar to the closure symbol, uh, the closure principle that we, um, in that it takes advantage of the way the brain processes negative space. So you've probably seen example of this in uh, and floating around 
uh, in let's say memes uh, on social media or part of um, different um, popular band logos. Um, the FedEx logo is a popular one um, as an example where you in the E and X um, how you perceive that can can make out an error that it is that is pointing to the right and that's just a way for uh, the brain to um, distinguish between foreground and background or so figuring ground right um so your your brain will distinguish between the objects it considers to be the foreground of an image and the background uh, where things get interesting is when the foreground and background um, actually contain two distinct images and they in some cases merge together um so in general terms your brain will interpret the larger area of an image as a ground and then smaller uh, as the figure uh, and um so the figure ground principle can be very handy in product design um and designers wanting to highlight uh, a focal point in particular uh, when uh, it is uh, active or in use for example when um, a, a window pops up and the rest of the site fades uh, into the background or when a search bar is clicked uh, on and the contrast is increased between it and the rest of the site so that's that's a way to distinguish the foreground and the background from one another and make it easier for the user to navigate in. Um, so let's you can also say it is a way of um, of um, giving uh, the design depth. So that was actually the six main principles. The last principle that I teased about in the first episode is something called past experience. Um, and this law and this principle um, stands quite alone and is perhaps one of the, let's say, weakest defined Gestalt principles. Um, due to that, it's quite unique to the other principles um, because it's viewed individually, which therefore make it harder to make any like general assumptions to how it may be perceived. Um, although we do share more or less a common past experience due to the fact that we have been like say exposed to many of the same experiences so one of the uh, classic example is the traffic light this is something that uh, we have been seeing throughout our lives uh, most of us and all have some kind of common understanding and and know-how to what the different colors stand for and symbolizes and that is something that a designer uh, can draw upon uh, these past experiences um, to how people interact with objects and designs considering they um, know that this is a past experience that my users might uh, recognize so this was the six or seven different gestalt principles for let's say design um these principles as i said in the first episode are mainly uh, today uh, considered very useful in web design and graphical design 
So thank you very much for listening along. This was just another short episode. So stay tuned for uh, Friday's episode, which is going to be on. Let's see my notes here. Um, what does my notes say? Oh, yeah. It's going to be on designing stuff you don't know a f- freak about. So that's going to be exciting. <laughs> So stay tuned for that and thank you for listening.